what did I want to talk about? There was something I had in my brain. Interesting. That's new for you. That is, sometimes it is, sometimes it is not. It's time to get things started with How to Survive the Modern World or Gen X Isn't Just a Fashion Statement, presented by Tribe74.com. What a show we have lined up for us tonight, Andrew. It's going to be pretty movie heavy for most part. I think we're, I mean, we're both a pretty big movie buffs. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty oh. excited. It's going to be a good show tonight. So speaking of which, how how have you been doing? Uh, fantastic. Bought a new barbecue. My oh, last barbecue nice. was a free hand-me-down. So you can imagine what sort of condition that was in. It was I think it was actually being held together by the grease of the burgers. And that was it. <laughs> My barbecue is being held together by the webs of the spiders that are in it. And I'm sure the, the corpses of the earwigs that scurry out every time I open the lid. Uh, There's burger grease and rust over here. Yeah. Quick question. Why now when it's like, what, 38 degrees out? Like it is so hot in here right now. I guess you're right. I don't need the the grill. I could just throw the meat out on the street and, and let it cook out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just one of those things got the uh, grill was on sale. It was like 250 bucks off. That's you got to hit when the iron is hot, my friend. In literally in more ways than one. And I mean, yes. it's, it's it's the Canadian summer tradition. It's got to be done. You need the barbecue. Yeah. Even in the winter, you exactly. need the barbecue. Mm -hmm. Just dig our way out. A uh, nice little trail out to the, the barbecue. I used to have my barbecue set up. in glue around it. <laughs> yeah. Just to keep you warm while you're grilling away. Mm -hmm. I used to keep my barbecue at the front of the garage. So in the winter, I just pop open the... Uh, front of the garage and grill away and smoke nice and people would be walking by and yelling at me it's a garage full of smoke yeah. and soot and i'm almost positive almost positive it goes against every fire code hazard around but whatever you know what it wouldn't be the first time that i've seen it no the snow <laughs> the snow will protect the house from any explosions right <laughs> so what do we have on the slate for this evening's show that has us so excited well me excited i don't oh, know about you but i'm super excited man oh man when you're out of luck you always go duck so tonight <laughs> we've got the nice. suicide squad what if and top 10 movies Our top are you ready i am ready are you ready i suppose i'm ready yeah yeah let's do this All right so did you ever see the first suicide squad I did. Yeah, I did. I've only watched it once. It's been a long time since I like, honestly, I totally forgot the movie since I've watched this, this new release. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't, you only need to watch it once. I mean, and the only reason yeah. to watch the first one was for the performance of Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie. Uh, yeah. she, did, she did a fantastic job with that role. I think everybody was excited to see her back in this release. I think everybody agreed that the only reason, yeah, the only reason to watch the original was Suicide Squad. So for, for her to make the comeback in this one, it's like, okay, so the only character that you needed from the first one is in the second one or the remake yep. or the redux or the rehash or whatever you want to call redo. it. Redo. The redo. So did you did you finally get a chance to watch the Suicide Squad? The Suicide Squad? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I did watch it. Uh, Let's Yeah, what did you well, think? Uh, I think that they did it right. I think they did it well. And I think that 
it wipes that other movie clean off the face of the earth and you don't ever need to see that movie again. I will agree that it wipes that other movie clean off the earth. I'll be honest though, I wasn't that hyped on it. Oh, could this be two two in a row where you and I don't see eye to eye on a movie? Yeah, exactly. Now, there are a lot of good parts to this. The action was awesome. They went out of their way to make it gory. Essentially, just anything that they could do to put it on the screen, they were throwing at it just to get people upset or make people laugh. Because, I mean, there, there's nothing better than just seeing a wiener up on the screen. <laughs> that takes up like a quarter of the screen. That, that is true. There were a lot of wieners on the screen. Uh, I felt that it was just, I almost felt like they were making fun of them. The the makers of and I didn't see them as much of these badass bad guys, but I almost felt like they were making fun of them and they were making fun of the genre. I okay, I could I could see how you would see that. For me, it was more like they took these characters that are obscure characters. Harley Quinn, yeah. Harley Quinn is obviously not an obscure character, but no. but the rest of the characters, for all intents and purposes, are pretty obscure when in in the comic book world anyway. Like no, for sure. I can guarantee mo most of those characters nobody has heard of if they haven't read a comic in their lifetime. So yeah. I think it was it was a good way to endear endear these characters to the audience. It was zany, over the top, and to me it was just an all out fun fest. So kind of like the way you and I disagreed about Black Widow, it's almost we, we flip roles here a bit. In that <laughs> I loved the zany, over the top action, the gore fest, the blood, the vulgarity. It, yeah, it was very over the top. You know what? And those are the actually the things that actually kept me watching. Right. <laughs> and to be honest, it was filmed really well. Like, there's no doubt about that. James Gunn, yeah. And look, I I'm a fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but I wasn't a huge fan. But I enjoyed them for what they were, and they certainly mm -hmm. they're certainly rewatchable. So I think that I don't he, think you're going to see any of these characters again outside of Harlequin. Uh, I would. Well, no, hold on, hold on here. John Cena's character, Peacemaker, is actually getting his own TV show. So, really? Yeah. Uh, it's already been it's already in progress if not finished and just ready to uh, uh i guess it's in the final stages or post-production i quite honestly i'm pretty surprised well i think that's kind of what the if you if you hung in there for the the, the end credits spoiler alert if you haven't seen the suicide squad get out there and see it right away whether i mean whether you're on the andrew camp or the rob camp you gotta you gotta check it out at least and at least give no for sure give redemption to the original movie because the original movie was garbage it was hot garbage so this one i think gives it some redemption and yeah i don't think you need to to watch on the big screen though i think you can wait oh, until it comes out on netflix 100 i i uh i didn't need to see it on the big screen i probably should have let it roll to the very end past the credits because otherwise then i would have known about the television show coming out yeah well they, they didn't allude to it but let's just say that there wasn't there wasn't any finality to a certain character that you thought might have had some finality so uh, hmm. What did you think of the casting? How about that? Why don't we Why don't we come from a different angle? Actually, I thought the casting was really good. I I I, I thought they got great people for each one of those roles. I think they did that right. Yeah, 
I mean, they brought back Viola Davis as, as Waller. I don't know, Marsha Waller or whatever, Waller, the the, the yep. leader of the, the band. They brought back, uh, I don't remember the, the actor's name, but uh, Rick Flagg. They brought him uh, They brought him back from the original movie and they brought Harley Quinn to Margot Robbie again. But the, the rest was an all new cast and crew. And uh, to me, just like John Cena, really, but, you know, he stole the show. I just thought he was so over the top. Did he? I thought he was so over the Did top. He? Yeah. Look, I thought he was one of the worst parts of the oh. entire thing. And quite honestly, completely surprised by the idea that there would be a TV show. Wow. Coming. Wow. I yeah. no, I thought, look, I, I come. I, I, like, I mean, the dude looks like an action hero. No doubt. <laughs> Especially the scene with him in the underwear. <laughs> I mean, that's all you can look at. I mean, they could, they put into a completely dark scene and then just his tidy white. Yeah. Oh. And, and it, it just draws your attention uh, right there. I thought that was brilliant. And I laughed so hard when he came walking up. I, I, to me, look, uh, well, I was sleeping. I'm, I, I, <laughs> I come from a, from a, re- a wrestling movie background. I've watched so many wrestling movies like, or sorry, not wrestling movies, movies featuring like, you know, top wrestlers like Hulk Hogan and, you yeah. know, uh, Randy Orton, whoever, whoever the, the flavor of the week is. And I'll tell you half the movies and where we won't talk about the rock in in particular, Dwayne Johnson in particular, but <laughs> most of these actors come out and like, they have like the worst dialogue and they rely on their wrestling move. You know, <laughs> you know it's like you know, yeah. Hulk Hogan will be, what- Hulk Hogan will be fighting off the bad guys. And he just throws in a leg drop there as if that was something that would happen in a real, <laughs> real life. You know what I mean? <laughs> but where, where John yeah. Cena wasn't there doing any freaking stupid. We didn't see any wrestling there. We didn't at see all. any wrestling there. Uh, the, the competition between him and uh, who was uh, um, the character's name? Uh, the leader of the pack there. Uh, uh, flag captain. No, no, uh, blood sport. Oh, Idris Elba. Okay. Idris Elba's yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, just a, the, the compet- competitiveness between John Cena or sorry, Peacemaker and blood sport. Uh, yeah. uh, Joel, smaller bullets, smaller bullets. <laughs> uh, Joel <laughs> Kinnaman, sorry, was, uh, reprised his role as Rick flag and sorry, Viola Davis reprised her role as Amanda Waller, not Marsha Waller. What I, what I kind of liked about it too is that they drew you in at the start right with the false protagonist i guess can you call can you call super villains protagonists i'm not sure so but you know they start off and you know they give you michael rooker interestingly enough also from guardians of the galaxy so it's funny to see him do a crossover from marvel to dc in this oh for sure nathan fillion i figured nathan fillion would have had a much bigger more impressive role uh pete davidson I wanted to see him throughout the entire movie. I can't believe Pete Davidson. I can't believe the funniest guy in the lineup. They kill within the first five minutes of the movie. But wasn't it like just such a off-putting kill? Wasn't it such a, um, well, it, it really, that moment, that was really the turning point of the whole movie. Like it started off like, you know, exciting, interesting, intriguing, and a little bit funny. But then that scene just drew you. Well, I mean, that threw you right into the action. That oh yeah, that just completely. that just like amped up the intention and the intention of the movie. Yeah. My daughter went and saw it in the theaters, and she was completely disgusted and creeped out and traumatized, not only by the the violence and the gore, but by the weasel. <laughs> weasel is so gross. <laughs> But he said, I feel sorry for the weasel. 
uh, it just he made me feel unclean on so many different <laughs> levels oh did you know that he was actually act, uh, portrayed by sean gunn no and you can no. you kind of see it so sean gunn also shows up in the introduction of the polka dot actor the polka dot character yeah, yeah. so he's actually one of the he's the uh the guy that makes fun of him you know, he's got the the carving on his forehead or whatever so he actually plays two roles he plays the the body of the weasel uh i guess a cgi uh stand-in for the weasel yeah and sean gunn again also from guardians of the galaxy so you can see that um james gunn has a very uh he, he kind of like uh quentin tarantino he likes his he likes his certain actors he likes his certain characters he likes a certain style so it was pretty cool to see him bring that over to this movie and i think obviously you and i aren't necessarily in agreement but i think it revitalizes these characters or the suicide squad idea i thought it was a better version certainly now I didn't know where the heck Sylvester Stallone was involved in this movie <laughs> until after I, like, I had to go back and check. <laughs> I knew that he was in the movie and like, I'm kind of like, I did not see him. And that's because he was King Shark. It took me, it took me a couple minutes to realize who was voicing King Shark. And I didn't know it right at the start. It, it, it took it me didn't a while. even dawn on me but after after i saw that it was him doing it, it just it all locked it in. was so kind of like oh yes now it makes sense where it came together for me was uh when he was in the giant aquarium and yep. he started laughing you know the oh new dumb <laughs> friends right and just like when he says that i'm like oh my god is that Sylvester Stallone? so i had to i had to pull up the it's internet. rocky i i had to pull up the internet <laughs> movie database and go Adrian! because well, I, I knew that he was in it right from like the the credits at the beginning and i just i wasn't seeing it. i kept thinking when, when's he coming in when's he coming right. in didn't realize until after the it, fact it's funny i i've watched that movie probably about five to six times now uh, oh man i just absolutely love it. the first time i watched it i was in in my shop and half paying attention because i was kind of working at the same time so i missed out on the one scene where he says that he would put on a disguise and when he says <laughs> fake mustache and i thought oh that's hilarious and i wasn't looking at the screen a few scenes later when he's sitting there with his finger pressed up against his nose it's yeah. his mustache and so when i watched it the second time i'd seen that and i laughed so freaking hard oh I, worst fake mustache i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> and then he just like loses his mind and swears oh goodness <laughs> see i don't i just i had so much fun with that movie it was it was fun i just felt like they were making fun mm -hmm. of but i i think it was still fun yeah like don't don't get me wrong but i just it, it will probably be a long time before i watch that really again. really yeah. it got a uh, a 7.4 on the internet movie database for ratings which it shouldn't be confused with like i guess true i mean we're talking internet movie database i mean that doesn't really incorporate everybody it's not like meta meta metacritics or meta critics or whatever but i mean to me that says a lot about it as well because you know getting into the sevens as far as i'm concerned when you start getting into the sevens in ratings if you it's if not you, a bad movie it's not right so it kind of i don't know I'm, I'm just trying to justify my own love for it i guess sure so. And no, but the thing the thing is that's all I've been hearing about it, and maybe that was part of it before I heard all of the other critics saying how great it was before it hit theaters. Mm -hmm. Everybody that got to pre-watch the movie—that's that's, a, that's fair. That, 
Maybe that just did it in for me. I don't know. How many times have we been caught up by that too? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it gets built up where I was going in with, I love Harley Quinn. I like, I love Margot Robbie's interpretation of Harley Quinn. So I was just happy to see her in in another role. And for the rest of it, as long as it wasn't as bad as the first or the original one, I would have been happy with it. I, mean, I just think yeah, that look, this just exceeded my expectations to no end. And maybe it, if I go back and watch it again, because I'll be honest, the first time I saw like The Hangover, didn't like right. it. And but everybody was saying how crazy good it was. And maybe that was just part of it. And the next time I came by, I can watch The Hangover. I thought it was pretty funny. Maybe it's just is this one of those things sometimes where you just need to kind of refocus your energy. It's like a, a, an album, right? Like a record album. You know, sometimes I I've gone to the point now where I will listen to a record. And if I don't like it right away, I will say, OK, I need to listen to it again couple other times or maybe yeah. focus re- seven yeah maybe. and then i will start to appreciate it more and i'll start finding all the nuances and stuff in it maybe that's the way it works with movies sometimes too i find that i'm usually a first off with movies like first time i watch a movie i love it like you know i could sit there and i don't pick up on some of the nuances like other people might or other critics might so generally i just love a movie but this one i'll tell you i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna say this right now this has now become my favorite superhero movie Wow. And it's not even technically That's... superheroes, but you know, uh, sorry, my new favorite comic book movie. How's that sound? I like yeah. that. I like that. Okay. So, yeah. No, it's, I, you know, maybe there's more. To okay. It. Well, well, why don't we, what, let's do this. I will give it my one thumbs up. In fact, I will give it like a double thumbs up for me. Sure. And why don't you just to make up for my thumbs down? Yeah, there we go. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll put it, we'll put it in the realm of, of black widow where we gave it kind of like a one and a half. Yeah, it it got there just by the the skin of its pants, but but it got there. It got there, and we'll we'll say okay, let's why don't we call this one a one and a half as well? You comfortable with that, or do love you, it, or do you want? Yeah, to, yeah, okay. no, that's good. Okay, love it because you know we'll we'll come back to it. We'll we'll discuss it on our on one of our next episodes. Uh, uh, you know, not not as a full topic, but we'll say, well, Andrew, did you change your mind? Did you revisit? Did it? you revisit it? Because my mind's not changing. I'm just letting you know that now. Exactly. <laughs> so. I guess that just leaves the question of what like, if, what if, ah, oh, dang, BB2, I was just about to drop that one in there. <laughs> Where a single choice can break out into infinite reality. Okay. Two episodes in. All yes. Right. So if, uh, if you're, if you're listening to this, we're only two episodes in and well, I'm going to let you, you, you tell me what you thought. How's that? I put you. I really like the car. I really like the cartoon. The animation Thanks. is fan fucking tastic. I can't, Completely. I can't say it any less than that. Honestly, I feel like when I'm sitting there, like I'm sitting in the room with a bunch of buddies on a Saturday night, dropping a couple of wobbly pops and sitting around kind of, well, what if, what if Captain Carter was the first Avenger? What if? That's what it felt like to me. (laughs) I I felt very at home. I felt very comfortable. I thought both, both storylines were very unique. Like we start off with what if Captain Carter was the the first Avenger? And then for episode two, what if T'Challa became a Star-Lord? So here's, here's a quick question. Did you ever wonder if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? No, no. neither did I. I no, that right. was not on my, uh, not on my. On your what if list? No. Of, well, you sat no. around with the, the boys. No. T'Challa becoming a Star-Lord? No. Also, no. No. But T'Challa just really became a, a big character in, in what, the last 10 years? Yeah, yeah. With the, When they kind of brought him back into the fold. I, I'm going to say back into the fold as a comic book nerd. T'Challa yeah. had kind of become an obscure character. 
in I would comic agree. books until they decided to you know diversify the comics i guess a little bit for better lack of a better term and i mean i i love i love the original black panther as a kid i read his comics so anyway that's neither here nor there but he's only kind of really come back and he's, he's different than when he was first in comics i believe if i remember correctly so episode one, it starts off, Steve Rogers is shot just before his transformation experiment. And Peggy Carter jumps in to save the experiment and becomes the first super soldier. And really it changed when Agent Carter decided to stay in the on the lab floor instead of going to the booth where perhaps she was recommended to right. go. And uh, I kind of like how they kind of played it a little bit and they tried to show a little bit of how women still weren't really respected at that yeah get a point in time and so oh it was a huge point throughout the entire uh the entire episode sure but i don't feel that they did it justice and okay so let me preface this by saying i love the episode i thought it was great i love the artwork and i love agent carter huge fan of agent carter i but i just felt they just retold the story with peggy instead of steve so i felt a little let down by that I mean, yeah, I mean, essentially, they just made her one female two, she was British. What it did give the opportunity, though, is for Steve Rogers to still be a hero. Which I liked, and yeah. and the fact that Howard Stark, Tony's father, created the Hydra Stomper for for him. Specifically so for he him, was yeah. exactly so he was still seeing action. He was still out on the front line. He, he was still a. He was still a superhero. Yeah, so he, you know, I, I, I don't think it was ever taken away from him. They just, they, they found another way to make it they happen. Found another way, yeah. I, I agree. I agree with that, and I, I like what how they treated Steve. And I mean, I just thought that maybe they should have, you know, listened to me telling them how they should have done things. But maybe I would have appreciated it more if, if maybe they just made the story a little different. Like instead of Captain Carter just worrying about red skull or basically just doing the exact same thing that steve rogers did in the movie why not have her go right to the top and take out hitler you know if they, if they yes. really wanted to empower her have her just like totally you know take out hitler or you know it'd be really cool as if they kind of played it and turned her into a member of hydra or she gets you know she realizes that maybe the Americans treat her wrong for being a woman. So she becomes a part of Hydra or becomes, you know, a Nazi. I mean, I know that would never have happened and they wouldn't have allowed that to happen because you've seen the, the, if, you, if you're familiar with comic books, there is a point in time where Captain America becomes, or they, they find out he was actually an agent of, uh, of Hydra this entire time. And the backlash they got for that was just crazy. <laughs> but i'm just i just feel like you know, maybe they could have taken it in a bit a bit more powerful direction for her instead of just rehashing the steve rogers storyline you know, yeah that's yeah. that's what i felt with that episode anyway what i am interested to hear because you always hear about these little easter eggs that are uh, that are hidden mm -hmm. so on the hydra stomper is c15 on the chest i want to know what c15 is i now i know i remember you sent me a text message asking me if i knew what, what it is was. c15 if, if i had some comic book insight but i did it and i've been looking around i can't find it's almost it. is it is it actually an easter egg or is it just something that they just picked out of 
thin air and threw on there. There's, I there's, bet. I bet it's an Easter. There's got to be something in there, right? There's gotta That's be. what I'm thinking. If somebody finds out, you gotta let. Hold us on know. a second. Hold on a second. I'm going to pause what we're doing right here, and you can listen in while I do this. Captain America was born. Oh, 1918. Okay, so it's, it can't be like you know a year of birth or anything like that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just trying to think if there's something somehow related i almost feel uh and i mentioned it i almost feel that it's probably just like the version they just wanted to show that stark what was the father's name again howard howard stark howard stark sorry i i just slipped my mind there i just yeah. i wonder if it's just like they're trying to show that howard stark is crazily just maniacally like creating all of these weapons and this is just happens to be number 15 on the list of creations or inventions that he's come up with and so maybe that's where that comes from that that's my well, reason like, I was, logic anyway. i was thinking if it was the version then i was thinking v50 if it was the 15th one sure. and they didn't give any clues that to kind of like show a little kind of back flashes that he had been working on different versions and then you get c maybe c is for creation and yeah then number 15 so i i don't know but i bet that there's something is going to come out at some point as to what that c15 is like disney does it all the time with their with their cartoons mm. they'll have room numbers that were actually a couple of the guys main classroom while they were going through cartooning school and they yeah. do weird stuff like that i just so i'm feeling like we're we are gonna hear something so if anyone finds out because i i would be really disappointed if c15 was just a version version number right i, I want right to. right so not to go too far off topic here but did you know, uh, I mean, this is a regular thing in Hollywood, but it just seems fitting that George Lucas, who is very good with the satire and hiding of certain things in his business or his his creations, THX 1138, if you ever look that up, will take you down a rabbit hole of certain things that... Uh, Oh, really? Well, you think so. So his very first homemade film was called THX 1138. And then it ends up becoming one of the stormtroopers was referred to as THX 1138. There was another uh, there was other references to it in the Star Wars films. And then on top of that, there was also the this business, the uh, the audio uh, THX, mm -hmm. right? So that you, you'll see and there and there's so many references to it. But let's go back to episode two of what if. Okay. And I'll tell you right off the hop, I liked it 10 times better than the first one. And again, let me preface it. I enjoyed the first one, but the second one I really liked, really liked it. Yeah. So what if T'Challa became a Star-Lord instead of Peter Quill? Well, I can tell you the soundtrack wouldn't be as That's good. That's for sure. Or would it? Maybe, maybe. I mean, could we have like maybe some NWA on there? Uh, some uh, some <laughs> run, DM, run DMC? I don't know. Uh, I don't know what T'Challa's no. taste, particular taste in music is, but I know. But see, that was the that was the thing. Peter Quill had had his Walkman that was playing all that great music that created that soundtrack. I right. just I don't think I don't think T'Challa has but it. Guess, Peter Quill is our man for the soundtrack. Well, I guess if if he's not a North American, he he's from, he's from Africa, so perhaps his music would be a little more regional, a little more cultural. So Perhaps. Yeah. You know, so maybe yeah. So maybe it wouldn't be the same. 
but or, yeah. or maybe and i love the fact that t'challa instead of going to war with thanos he actually talks him out of the random genocide theory right. and, and actually brings him in as a team member he's using it to to pick up the chicks now thanos is out out at the bar kind of hey, <laughs> he's chill you think of this random genocide theory i've got he's chill he's cool it, it, almost this movie is almost a redemption for thanos as opposed to really a story about T'Challa. Like, I just feel yeah. like there was more of a redemption, a redemption storyline here, but I absolutely loved, I loved what they did with it, how they worked with it, how they, uh, I mean, T'Challa was just a kick-ass yeah. superhero yeah. in, in either, in either form. Yeah. And I, I loved it. And I love the fact that he wasn't bogged down. Cause I always, I always find like, you know, when there's, when there's characters of royalty and stuff in movies that it's always a little bit uh, pretentious and, not as relatable so i think that this one is more relatable because it kind of takes yeah it just completely cut out the royalty aspect and it did it within the first five minutes yeah and it it plays more of a fish out of water story trope which i I appreciate more than i think you know sitting there and trying to respect somebody who's got cultural and royal ascension to deal with like as far as i'm concerned i love the fact that he becomes a ravager i don't even remember correctly if if that's the full story of how Yondu picked up the original Star Lord, but I just I loved how this. Yeah, I'd have out. to go back yeah. to to watch that again. I love, but it. I just like the fact that he he sends uh, out two of his goons that bring him back. I'm kind of like, well, I mean, he's he's got two two eye holes, one mouth a feed hole, yeah. <laughs> two two ear holes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what the different definitions were that they used. Yeah. But, just, just brilliant just, the one feed hole yeah yeah and i i love okay so far i love the casting in i love the casting in the first episode and they, they use some of the original actors like chris uh sorry the captain america actor and karen carter uh actor not karen carter sorry agent carter yeah it was karen carter right they that in the first episode but i felt it was a little off because they didn't have all of the actors but in this one it was certainly a lot better and let's be very realistic here chadwick boseman as i guess i would assume this is his last role actually voiced t'challa in this and that's awesome yeah. karen gillen no, it's cool. I absolutely i am a simp for karen gillen i absolutely love her as nebula i love everything she does <laughs> Michael Rooker was there as Yondu. I'm not sure if John Candy uh, as T'Chaka as uh, the king. I don't know if that's the same actor. Digimon Hansu. Josh Brolin was there as Thanos. Benicio del Toro was a collector. Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn, what we talked about earlier, was there. Kurt, Ru- yep. Kurt Russell as Ego, the, the world or the planet. As Seth Green was Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck shows up. Howard the Duck <laughs> I was just waiting for them to drop in a friggin' uh, a Dazzler reference or something. <laughs> We're so close, so close, so close. But I re- yeah, but no, great first two episodes, yeah. and I and I can't wait to see what comes out of it. Do you know how many episodes they're they're dropping there for the season? Are a lot of episodes. They've already, I believe, they've already got season two at least in the works. So you got one, two, three, four. Oh, I can just look at the numbers. There's nine episodes in season one. And it looks oh, like good. a further nine episodes in season two. I was expecting six. They've been doing six forever. Yeah, I think they can they can go a little further with uh oh yeah. These. Uh episode six apparently in season one is a mystery episode. We don't know who's mm. gonna be in it. Uh they don't even have an image for it, but all the other ones have images, and let's just say they look exciting. But it looks like they're gonna stick to the Marvel Cinematic Universe characters, which to me is great, but at the same time, I'm kind of over avengered, if you know what I mean. 
Mm -hmm. I would like to see some, I love seeing obscure characters. And so I, I kind of like watching a lot of these shows because you do see some obscure characters. Like in Loki, you see a number of different characters that you wouldn't normally see or wouldn't deserve their own movie or own episode. And so I'm, you know, like Howard the Duck showing up, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I like. I rarely read any of the what if comics, so I'm not even really sure what to expect. Yeah, well, these are not. They're definitely not from the the comic books. These are focused more on the on the the cinematic universe. So I don't right. think you'll see any reference to any of the original comics. Well, that's too bad. Well, it's it's fine. I, I mean, the, the the idea is the question: What if? What if this happens? Exactly. I mean, the watcher will ask you, "What if?" So I and I think this leads. This really helps lead into the multiverse, which I think is the next big thing. Oh, ah, we should have talked about this as well. Is that have you seen the trailer for the Eternals? The final trailer. Okay. No. So no, haven't seen so it. So get on that, and then we can discuss that in a future episode. Eternals. The Eternals. Okay, look. You know what? I saw a like a picture, and that was it. Well, the final. But, I wasn't. I I wasn't really looking forward to it. And this is part of the new phase four that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is coming out with. Uh, yeah. So it's basically the next thing since the Avengers are finished, and I wasn't really looking forward to it. I, there was nothing really driving me to it. And then I saw the final trailer, which just came out just a number of days ago. So now I am super intrigued. I'm bought in. Nice. What if the Eternals is awesome? <laughs> well let's let's hope so let's hope so what if what what if the eternals makes the top 10 movies that's what i was thinking what if it is in the top 10 movies after we're sending down we're gonna have to make another a brand new top 10 list yeah so yeah we'll have to come back to it right after we actually watch the movie that's right speaking of, i mean i i was really close to putting the suicide squad on my top 10 list Oh man, I'm glad you didn't. I would have felt very embarrassed. We would have we would have had to give each other the stink eye. <laughs> so how do you want to do this? You want to do you want to drop one each at a time? Yeah, I like I like that idea. Okay. Why don't uh right. why don't we do that? So this is just a, a newer feature that we that we've tried out once before and we're gonna keep doing and it's basically top tens where Andrew and I pick our top five and we just kind of merge it into our top 10 and today we've picked top 10 movies so i'm gonna draw i think we got some great movies we we, we actually didn't even have to change any up because we didn't have any overlap here and i think that all of these i movies... couldn't i was actually completely blown away that we didn't have any overlap but i think looking at your list and before before we get into it looking at your list you you're definitely going the the oscar the academy award direction and i'm more of the nostalgia direction i think yeah yeah, so, yeah interesting why don't you i could sorry go on i got so now i i my first list i made like 12 there was 12 on my list to start out and i'm just trying to whittle that down to to five i think there was a lot of other movies that were that i had still to come but i didn't think they were top 10 like i thought i thought they were close mm -hmm. and probably if like we almost had some overlap and you'll see what I mean by that as, as we chat about, about it a bit more, but yeah, I, I did kind of go to those, those, some of those classic, uh, classic movies, I suppose. Yeah. So maybe I should just jump in there because everybody's got a feel for what, what I might yeah. have coming, but I'm going to start out with apocalypse. Now. Apocalypse. That's yeah. Yeah, that's at the top of my list. That was a movie that I waited a long time to watch. And when I finally watched it, I said, oh, I think I think I'm glad I waited a long time to watch it because I, I wouldn't have appreciated it maybe as a youngster. But or understood it, quite yeah. honestly, like 
but the first time I saw it, I'm sure I didn't understand that it. movie was like really the first movie that really made me question the Vietnam War. Yeah. Like, I mean, it didn't come out till I mean, it came out in 79. Yeah. So hopefully um, neither of us were watching it at, at that age. No, definitely not. But I mean, I knew about here, here's this going to be kind of I, I know we don't want to talk too much about each movie, but Good Morning Vietnam. Uh, there's a quote from Robin Williams as Adrian Cronauer, where he says, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. And I just I, I never knew what the parallel was. And then oh. and I finally saw Apocalypse <laughs> Now. And I realized, like, oh. Oh, wow. It was like, it was like that moment, you know, like the, uh, the, uh, the Chris Pratt moment, the meme that you see on the internet all the time where he's like, eyes yeah. just open up. He's like, <gasps> you know, <laughs> so no, but even so that good morning Vietnam, that could have easily been on, on my list as well yeah, too. What a great movie. But I, yeah, exactly. I didn't get to it, but I did, you know, I did include one, a Robin Williams movie on my top That's five. Right, yeah. Because I thought it it had a Robin Williams movie had to be on. Uh, Robin Williams is a genuine superstar, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, completely. What, what a great what a great film Apocalypse Now was. Absolutely phenomenal yeah. film. Absolutely phenomenal. Speaking of phenomenal, so, speaking of yeah, phenomenal, what do you got? I mean, I uh, most of my list is nostalgia. So I got to go with the very first movie that I, if I remember correctly, as a child that I watched in the theaters, or maybe not even in the theaters, but the very first movie I remember watching, Star Wars, A New Hope, Episode 4, whatever you want to call it, Star Wars 1977, the first one, the the Luke Skywalker movie, whatever you want to say, to me, by far, nostalgia, and a movie before its time, a movie ahead of its time, a movie that took all the chances and became, quite honestly... One of the greatest, most legendary films of all time. Whether whether you look back at it and realize just how cheesy some of it was, but quite possibly you know one of the most successful movie franchises involved, the most successful movie franchises in history. The first Star Wars was actually just just touching my top five list. Nice. Like, and I like I was so close to going top five with Star Wars. And much like you, it was the first movie that I ever saw. Right first star wars and actually first movie i ever saw quite frankly and well yeah the first the first star wars and so there was a lot of nostalgia there as well but i mean star wars you know there was you could have picked a lot of different ones and that could have easily brought any one of those movies in so i that i hesitated yeah, it, it, it deserves it i think it deserves i hesitated it. and almost chose return of the jedi but i didn't want to come across as a hipster or as a contrarian by any means return of the jedi is probably the most nostalgic for me but yeah uh, a new hope for sure i mean i wanted it to be i wanted this list to be you know at least have a little bit of integrity so <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, why don't you give me your second film? I have gone with The Godfather. Oh, Marlon Brando fan. Is it? Is this a trend? Yes. Is this a trend, or is this just uh, just a, a coincidence? <laughs> it is a coincidence. Okay, it is a coincidence. Uh, your my number three is not going to be a streetcar named Desire. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Although that that is in the top one hundred movies of all time. So, anyway, uh, let's, you can't uh, go wrong. No, no, you can't go wrong. Who, who's your number? My two? number two. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a shakeup here. The Crow with Brandon Lee, yeah. uh, a son of Bruce Lee. The and the movie to me was it was perfect timing. It came out right in my angsty teen years, uh, mm-hmm. and it was just the 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 story, the impact behind Brandon Lee's death in that movie. And it yeah. just, and the fact it was a comic book movie, and I didn't know at the time that it was a comic book movie, but it was just such a dark movie, but it was, it, it really got me emotionally. 
Uh, I thought The Crow was a great movie, and I actually did consider it for this list. Very nice. But the only the only reason that it did didn't make it for me is because I've only seen it once. I right. saw I saw it in the theater uh, when it was released, mm -hmm. and. I wasn't confident enough just based on that movie when it was released in theater, just my knowledge of it then, does it still hold the test of that's, time? Yeah, that's So good. I need to come back and I need to see that movie again before I could put it on the list, but I'm glad. For that sure, you. for sure. And we, we kind of jumped ahead here. Just give me a, a, a quick a reason uh, that you picked The Godfather. Oh, gosh. There... <sighs> I mean, it's it's such a dramatic movie. I love the gangster lifestyle. It's it's what every boy wants to be. That you just want to go out and play with guns and have fist fights. And but it's not reality for ninety nine percent of us. But and it was just it was really well written. Oh, it, fantastic movie. But it was I I'm actually quite the opposite of you when it comes to the whole gangster thing. I I it turned me off from the gangster thing. Oh, be really? Before I'd even seen it. So I was I didn't like gangster movies at the time, the whole Chicago Italian or or the Italian gangster thing. I that that turned me off or New York depending on I don't remember where it was, but that turned me off, so I never watched it. And then when I finally watched it, I said there why why did I ignore this for so long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah no there and you know what i guess maybe i was into gangster movies for a mm -hmm. while and i could probably put a, a couple other gangster movies on to onto the list if it was just my top 10 mm -hmm. but uh but i i thought okay if i if i need to pick one to represent the genre the, the ultimate and, the ultimate yeah exactly yeah. And, and I think I, I had to pull a Godfather. So I, I need you, with your next pick, I need you to explain it to me a little bit because I haven't watched this movie. I, really? I have not seen your, your number oh, three. Dude, dude, you've got to see it. Like, honestly, I was told when I first heard about it, it was from an older guy that, that I respected quite a bit who said, you know what, this is a great movie, but don't see it now. But, but when you do, I want you to come and, and sit down and let's let's just talk about this movie. But no, this this is something I think that you and I need to do is to actually include the deer hunter in just a, like a full section of of an episode. Go back and, and rewatch it. There's so much imagery that that comes out of it. Um, you know, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's another epic war i've i've heard i've heard amazing things about it i just haven't yeah. got uh, gotten around is that even a word i haven't been able to sit down and watch it i mean i have yeah. a long like, laundry list of movies i need to watch and it's like definitely christopher walken robert de niro i mean meryl streep is uh, in who's it. who of that of that yeah era. exactly exactly so, but let, let's do that. Let's yeah. do that. Let's put this on as a, as a feature, just chat about this movie. And I, I could really see us coming back to uh, a number of these movies oh, just to have a, a more in-depth discussion of it. But 100%. yeah, no, definitely, definitely a must see, put it, put it on your list, my friend. It is now on my list. Well, it, it's always been on my list, but now it's to the front of the list. So I know <laughs> earlier I'd mentioned that I wasn't into gangster movies and stuff like this. And this is more of a period piece and kind of gets away okay. a little bit from the Italian gangster, but have you seen gangs of New York? My number, oh, my yeah. number three. Uh, it, that's a great movie. There was a point in time when I used to have cable. I don't have cable anymore, but there was a point in time when if it showed up on cable and I, even if I tuned into halfway through the movie, 
I sat and I finished watching that movie every time. Gangs of New York, unbelievable movie. Leonardo, Di, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, totally gained my respect in that movie right there. That is a movie that yeah. made me think, oh my God, he's actually a really good actor. He's not a fluff piece. He's a real actor. And tell me that, and Daniel Day-Lewis solidified his spot as my greatest actor of all time with that movie as Bill the Butcher. Yeah. My no, he, God he, damn, he was so good in that role. He killed that role. He literally <laughs> killed that yeah. role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know what? Now that you say that movie, I'm almost disappointed in myself that I didn't have it kind of on my top, top 12 list. Mm -hmm. And it, it probably should should have been. You know, I there's a couple movies that I looked down the list and and think you know what i could probably taken that out and, and slip that in very easily. that movie was so intense so good acting spot on like uh elevated leonardo DiCaprio right to the top so i keep saying DiCaprio because i always joke around calling him that all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, I, I totally respect him as an actor now after seeing that movie yeah. and daniel, daniel day lewis <laughs> like i it, it saddens me that I, I believe he's retired from acting and, and it saddens me that he is retired from acting because everything he touches is fantastic and i would love uh, you know what i want to watch this movie again right now yeah i may watch that yeah, yeah. you know if i have time in the next little while it's a long so, it's a long movie <laughs> <laughs> so i was sitting there thinking i need an a Tarantino movie on this list. Okay. And what and what is it going to well, be? It can only be and, one. It can only be one, really. Well, oh. I went Pulp Fiction, That's, and that I had is to go Pulp D one Pulp Fiction. I was I was like, it was a coin toss between Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs. Right. Okay. And Reservoir was, Dogs is a great movie. Yes. Yeah, but I thought, you know, what what really meant more to a to a generation, mm -hmm. and. Pulp Fiction just kind of hit it out of the park for me, so it uh, it needed to be on that top five for sure. Uh, Reservoir Dogs sat down lower on the list, mm -hmm. and not not to be heard tonight. No, I think I think Pulp Fiction was the the first and only Tarantino movie I've seen in the theater. No, no, we went and saw the the vampire one. I don't remember what it was called, but yes, yeah. So Pulp Fiction was the only one I've actually seen in theaters. But I've seen they are great movies. Every almost every single one of his movies is fantastic. So, but Pulp Fiction will, would would be my number one Quentin Tarantino film. So I definitely seeing it on this list is not a problem for me. Yeah. So, what do you got in? Number I seven? have Raiders of the Lost Ark. Indiana Jones. Raiders of the yeah. First you know what? I was so I was so close. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm kind of like, should there be a Raiders movie uh, uh, up at the top? And uh, you know what? I'm glad that you brought it in. It's it's a great franchise, but Raiders of the Lost Ark on its own, you could have just made that movie, it, and mm -hmm. it it would have stood the test of time. It actually encouraged my sister in law, my sister, to potentially pursue archaeology. Yeah, it, I think that's probably. I think it did it for a lot of people. It did it for myself honestly. as well. Like, I, and I, I kind of wanted archaeology and geology and paleontology uh, when I was a kid, and and it was inspired mostly by Raiders of the Lost Ark. And until I found out that you know you weren't being chased by Nazis and being you know yeah. trying to dodge blow darts and you know and so, so on and so forth. But uh, how many stories? How many? childhood memories have been initiated by Raiders of the Lost Ark or Indiana Jones. I mean, we even talk about one of the biggest video game franchises in, in history, Laura Croft and Tomb Raider. 
yeah. obviously, obviously inspired by Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, completely. So, uh, to me, it's like it's not only cultural, but it, it's motivational and inspirational. And I mean, Harrison Ford. I mean, I, I'll put him up there with Daniel Day Lewis <laughs> any day of the week. <laughs> yeah, no, great, great movie. Okay. So my my final pick. I really had to think about this one. And I know we've I've already I've already kind of given it away saying that I've got a Robin Williams movie on this list. Mrs. Doubtfire? I, oh damn it. <laughs> How did you guess? <laughs> Mrs. Dope. No. Uh, I I was going back and forth with several of his movies and had to go with Goodwill Hunting. Fantastic. That's my number five. Fantastic movie. And it, correct me if I'm wrong, that's the one with Matt Damon. Yes. Right. Yeah. But was Matt Damon in Dead Poet Society or no? No. Okay. So I, sometimes I get uh, some of these. He does films. kind of look like the other lead, who's a little bit of a thinner build. I can't re. I can't remember his name off the, the top of my head. In that Dead Poet Society was like that was the coin toss between Goodwill Hunting and, and Dead Poet Society, and just Goodwill Hunting just edged it out, right? Just by right. a bit. Goodwill Hunting, great movie, fantastic movie. As far as I remember, we're it's probably going to have to be one of those ones that we have to watch again too. It's been a long time since I've seen that, but I uh, I yeah. remember not wanting to see it at first, and then it was another one of these ones where the actor, like Matt Damon, I never really had much respect for, but then I saw that movie, and you know he took me to a whole nother level. And I mean, Robin Williams, Robin Williams, not enough can be said about that. He is an artist, uh, a genius, 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 funny man, stand-up comedian dramatic artist like dramatic actor just amazing yeah nothing that man couldn't so do speaking of, of comedy and dra drama my number one or not my number one my last pick for the top five or top 10 of our movies was alien not not aliens alien alien the original probably a little bit more yeah. nostalgic nostalgic because aliens was really good but alien to me was suffocating was intense was iconic and still the those aliens i still and I, I i'm gonna sound stupid but i still have nightmares of those aliens those hr geiger designed aliens i still oh, get yeah. nightmares from them like i think i think back like yeah no, completely. It, it it really inspired a genre, mm -hmm. quite honestly. Yeah, and it came out at the time, right? Right around the, the time of Star Wars. I think it was 79, 78 or 79. So it came around that time where the, the, the space movies were just starting to come into their own and weren't just bogus bullcrap and, and oh, just everything about it. Yeah, but it. it's got this suspense thriller oh. horror all mixed into one and, and then you throw it all in outer space in outer space nobody can hear you scream <laughs> <laughs> oh what well, yeah 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 you yeah, know what i think it. that's a i think that is a great lineup yeah. so and another great top 10 list of how to survive the modern world or gen x isn't just a fashion state brought to you by the one and only tribe74.com, your digital media experts. Check them out. Thanks for showing up tonight and listen for the following promo and we'll see you next time. Yeah, thanks for Cheers. listening. How to Survive the Modern World or Gen X isn't just a fashion statement, has partnered with Patreon. So you can help support the podcast for as little as $3 a month and get access to exclusive content. Visit patreon.com forward slash how to survive the modern world to see how you can become a pod pal or even the pod god. Mm -hmm.